poison. You're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, brand new from Needles and Pins, Needles Pins from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Only call me when you're drunk from their upcoming LP on Dirt Cult Records. That's a seven inch that's up coming up right now that we're hearing but what we got coming up by the band known as needles pins is an lp coming up on dirt cult records that's coming up in the future but there's a seven inch out now with the title only call me when you're drunk which actually kind of applies to what's happening right now on an ardwarda human serviette radio show 
Call me right now, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR, and win tickets to see Needles, Pins, and Tough Age play tonight at the Cobalt. That's tonight at the Cobalt. If you want to go to the Cobalt, get on the guest list and check out Needles Pins, who we just heard doing only Call Me When You're Drunk, a brand new 7-inch phone, 604-822-2487. That's 604-UBC-CITR. Twin tickets to Needles Pins tonight at the Cobalt. And this is their last show before they head to Europe. A big Yerp tour coming up. So call 604-822-247-604-UBC-CITR to win tickets to Needles Pins. Hello, Tony X. Today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Perfect Pussy from Syracuse, New York. And to prepare you for Perfect Pussy, going to play a couple tracks by Perfect Pussy. Going to hear something called Three. Actually, going to play one track, although it's called Three by Perfect Pussy. But before that, going to play something brand new by Evan Simons. And Evan has sent me a track called Cancelled Twice. And it's all about Kanye West cancelling twice in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Evan Simons cancelled twice. All about Kanye West. Then we're going to hear three by Perfect Pussy and in an interview with Perfect Pussy on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Here's Evan Simons with Cancelled Twice. So easy to see a 
gates for what they are Feel the death of the pain you cause by your precious one Check 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 Who are you? Perfect Pussy. And who's in Perfect Pussy? Meredith. I'm I'm Meredith. I'm in Perfect Pussy. And Meredith, who else is in Perfect Pussy? Please introduce some. Four men. Could you please introduce some? This is Greg. Greg, Sean, Ray, and Garrett. 
And together you are? Perfect pussy. So I was curious, perfect pussy, what did you tell the border guard your name of their band was? Perfect pussy. We don't lie. No lies in this band. How was the reaction? They usually just smile at us. Well, we went into Toronto the first time. They laughed, right? It was a, it was a bunch of women. They were they just like looked oh, at yeah, each the other. women. They were like, "Oh, we heard we heard you were coming. We've been waiting for your band." <laughs> yeah, the guy in Vancouver couldn't give a shit less. He did yeah. not care. But when Sean and I just came back from Montreal a few weeks ago, when we told the uh, the border guard, he was like, "Well, you're in a band. That's cool. We'll have have a good time, rock and roll." And he was like, kind of into it. It was sweet. <laughs> it was nice. Perfect pussy. The band that makes dreams come true <laughs> or nightmares. But the dreams you made come true were of a gentleman at South by Southwest. Did we? Yes, you made a guy, Ryan. His dream came true. You got him into Little B. Please explain. Lil B the Bass God. I love Lil B the Bass God, and I love your interview with Lil B the Bass God. It was really beautiful. Very positive. Very positive. So glad you liked it. You guys played with Lil B. Explain about you got Lil B's good friend Ryan into the gig. Was that Ryan Nichols? Oh, oh, I I wasn't any part of that. I didn't know. Just put him on a list. I mean, we do that a lot. Like people, a lot of kids will like contact us because they can't get into shows. Maybe they're all they're not an all age show, or or maybe for some reason. they just don't have the money or, or they just can't get the tickets online and they'll contact us and we'll, we'll almost almost 100% of the time if we have the space we'll put someone on the, on the list if they can't get in for whatever reason absolutely I just thought that was incredible like you helped a fan meet Lil B well we didn't even get to see Lil B we had to run yeah. to another show I was really sad we actually played with Lil B then it can be verified you played with Lil B we did you can say that yeah we, were, we shared the stage we, yeah. we kind of played yeah, we played, our, our set got played songs blew up a bass amp and then we yeah. had to leave yeah yeah yeah, we blew yeah. up a backline at South by Southwest. Uh, kids at home, tube amps, not worth the money. <laughs> we developed we developed a little bit of a reputation for breaking equipment that didn't belong to us, and so at that particular show, we made it through three songs, three songs, and then stuff started to smell really bad, like burning. And we all just kind of sat down on stage and we waited, and they came out for about five minutes. And they were futzing around trying to get it to work, and finally, they just threw up their hands and unplugged us. <laughs> So did you go on just before Little B then? Uh, no, not exactly. I think there was a couple acts after us before Little B. I guess I was just curious if you saw what the Little B audience looked like. I mean, versus the perfect pussy audience. It's it's all just very diverse in, in Austin, especially for South by Southwest. Um, it's pretty much every kind of uh, person and uh, genre of music mixed together you can think of. And that show especially was a really good crossover. So I can't say it was any one type over another. It was definitely just a lot of... of uh, um, people who were really interested in music i guess still regardless perfect pussy making people's dreams come true <laughs> it's just what we do you know that's why we're in this thing you know little b guestless spot i i i am so if lil b for whatever reason i mean i'm sure he's a huge fan of yours too and i'm sure he keeps up on it because i know he's very internet savvy if for some reason he's seeing this thank you base god I love, I love the bass god. Yeah, where were you when my bass blew up, bass god? <laughs> Baboom. <laughs> and here you are, the band Perfect Pussy. In Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at Noise to Go Records. And to welcome you to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Meredith, I have a special gift for you. Some ultra-magnetic MCs. Oh my God, this is so sweet. Where's my boyfriend? Featuring, he's on the cover right there, featuring... Cool Keith. Please explain your obsession with cool 
Keith. I love Cool Keith so much. Um, I wrote a big essay recently about his record, Black Elvis Lost in Space, because it's one of my favorite records of all time. And I totally freaked out and wrote this big fangirl tome to to Cool Keith, who I absolutely love. I think he's like one of the greatest musicians of all time, and his lyrics are incredible. And this is some old school Cool Keith, isn't it? Yes, this is from his group that he was in before he sort of started to break out. Like, well, there was crossover, but he um he did this and then did a lot of solo records too. Uh, I I love him. I had heard Doctor Octagon Ecologist, but then a few years later, I was introduced to Black Elvis Lost in Space, which ended up becoming like my favorite record ever. So. I don't know. I love it. I've never had the chance to see him. No, but I would. I would lose my mind if I could. I was introduced to him because I had a friend who danced on stage with him. We were talking about MySpace, and my r- interest in Cool Keith was actually sparked here in the Pacific Northwest. I was in Portland, going back up to Bellingham, Washington, and I was hanging out with a friend of a friend who was in Cool Keith's top eight on MySpace because he used to prominently feature attractive women in his top eight and she was a babe so she she brought him up and it got me to start listening to him again and that was a long time ago that was like years ago the basement tapes 84 to 19 90 i was not born i was born in 1987 so i was maybe three when this came out so has meredith turned you guys on to cool keith at all no (laughs) what has meredith turned you on to um friendship what has meredith turned you on to uh, kombuchas. <laughs> what has Meredith turned you on to? Uh, Polaris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what has Meredith turned you on to? Make, making dreams a reality. Thank you, God. Thank you, Bass God. Thank you, Bass Nardwar. <laughs> a perfect pussy. Here you are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Last night you played Seattle. Did a band Chastity Belt play with you? No, they did not play. I just love the idea, though. Chastity Belt yeah. opening up for perfect... Pussy, Chastity is the name of our van. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Actually. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. We get a lot of weird pair-ups. Um, that was actually probably one of the better ones. Um, usually it's just like blatant sex bands, which is fine. We don't mind that. But um, sometimes we'll get like uh, phone calls like, hey, do you want to meet with like titty giants and dick lickers? It'll be such a great press op. And it's like, well, we're not really the same kind of band. It's not really. It's not the same thing, you know. <laughs> you are perfect pussy. You are perfect pussy. And you're from Syrah. And of course, the legendary punk band from Syracuse called the Penna, the Penetrators. Oh yeah, I was oh gonna say <laughs> what? No, no, no. Th- th- I think one of those guys contacted us recently to try to play one of our shows, and they tried to fucking make me pay them a guarantee. So they are not legendary in Syracuse. But there are really, there are a lot of really cool legendary bands that were from Syracuse. There was actually my dad turned me onto this a while ago. There was a great band that put out a seven inch back in the day called the Ohms. They were one of the coolest bands that ever came out of Syracuse. They put out a 7-inch called Teenage Alcoholic, and they were rad. Well, the Penetrators did actually release something on Swami Records related to Rocket from the Quipped. So the Quipters knew what to pick it. So the Penetrators might be kind of cool, but I kind of thought the Penetrators, perfect pussy. The way we know that, okay, how I know the Penetrators is we ran a DIY spot in Syracuse, and I had a cold contact from a person asking us to throw them onto a show. Um, and when I asked around about this person, I was told by a local prominent punk hardcore band that they were from a an old punk band called The Penetrators. And they had recently tried to do uh, an all-inclusive fest with um, the punk bands from the area, and they had asked them to play, and they wanted a $2,000 guarantee. So I don't know who they are, but fuck those guys. <laughs> I mean, anyone who wants to offer you $2,000 to play, that is totally fine. But to fucking ask for $2,000, you've got a lot of fucking balls. Definitely. 
you guys, Perfect Pussy, also played Vaggie Fest. Uh, we did. Actually, Vaggie Fest is cool. Yeah. Vaggie Fest. Both Vaggie Fest. Um is gnarly because because the scene there gets weird but that fest was started by two really incredible women Brittany and Melody who have been friends for a really long time and they were in a band together called the Utah Jazz who are one of the best bands probably the best band to come out of Buffalo in the last 10 years and Melody is also in a band called Mayday that's really amazing they're two of the nicest women you'll ever meet and they're single-handedly like holding it down in Buffalo so their organization skills are unparalleled and they're cool friends too so Perfect Pussy played Vaggie Fest you're from Syracuse home of of the Pena Traders. Penetrators, home of the Penetrators, your perfect <laughs> pussy. And Garrett, you also like the band Cumstain. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I sort of. <laughs> so there we have some sexual connection. Yeah, and we, we usually try to stay away from sexual connection as much as humanly possible. Am I missing any? Have I gone through all the sexual connections for Perfect Pussy right now? Um. Yeah, I don't think any of us have... What about girth crisis? Have we, have we That's had, have, has anyone in this band ever had sex? No. Pussy galore. Yeah, we're all virgins, actually. Yeah. Well, we don't. I mean, for like norm sex, yeah, like penetration, you know, that's so boring. Yeah. There are so many other ways. We're really against penetrative sex. Yeah, definitely. Well, any norm sex, we just want to do it different. That's all. If it's not been done. We won't have sex with people named Norm. Yeah. Not, Not once. Perfect pussy. Let's go back to Syracuse. Never. No, thanks. Not, not if we can help it, no. <laughs> Gorman Brothers. Gorman Brothers. Again, to be about Gorman Brothers. Oh, Gorman Brothers. Yay, yes. Woo! The one redeeming factor of Syracuse. So you do want to go back to Syracuse? Maybe occasionally. Yeah. Maybe. yeah, I got to see them about a head. No. A base head. What can you tell the people about Gorman Brothers? Gorman Brothers are, well, they're, they're people. They're, they're wonderful, wonderful amazing people. Amazing band called Engineer. The three brothers were the front men. Uh, there was the, the singer. Yeah, let's talk about Engineer. But they have a music store that's really amazing called, called Gorman Brothers Music. And they're the only, if, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm, I'm usually wrong they're the only independently owned uh, music equipment store in Syracuse and they carry really cool really diverse brands from all over the country and they really pride themselves on um, carrying really small brands like I got my Earthquaker pedals there and Earthquaker's really cool despite me losing those pedals in Columbus, Ohio on our last tour which sucked but Gordon Brothers are cool they're, they're nice people and Brad right helped engineer Brad helped engineer our record yeah. he hung out and, and um, they do yeah. cabinets for um, for amps there as well and they're, they're guys that really know what they're doing they've been in extremely um, talented bands uh, probably some of the best bands to come out of Syracuse, so they really know their shit when it comes to equipment. You guys played there, right? Oh, yeah, we played there a couple times. We played there, and we played there in our old bands, too. Meredith of Perfect Pussy, you know a lot about proms, don't you? I know more about prom than any human being on the planet, I'm pretty sure. Now, why is that again? Because for the last four years, I have worked at a shop in Syracuse called Boom Babies, under the tutelage of one of the coolest women I've ever known, working as a seamstress repairing and altering prom dresses. And I like helping girls pick them out and wedding dresses and, and stuff like that. Are there any prom tips for people watching? I mean, you know, you know so much. Mm-hmm. Don't go. Baboon. <laughs> That's about the best I can do. Well, I, I people walk into the shop and ask for a dress. And you say, "Don't go." No, not at all. Um, I actually, I, I spent the last few years kind of adjusting to an environment that was sort of buying into the heteronormative, capitalist, et cetera, et cetera, aspects of this ritual. That's really important, but also really problematic. And by the end of four years, I'd kind of sussed out my own position on the whole thing, which was to focus on the fact that most of my clients were teenage girls, and when you come in to have a dress altered, oftentimes you feel like your body's the problem. And it was my job to kind of remind people that modern clothing is the problem and that things can be altered to make you feel really wonderful and that nobody has the right 
including you, to make you feel like crap about your body. It was kind of nice. It was it was kind of like being a professional fairy godmother. It got really sweet, and I was sad to leave, but I'm glad to be in a band, but, you know, waving a wand over teenage girls and making them feel a little better about themselves every day was actually really fulfilling. I liked it. You know, where do you guys eat? Do you guys eat at all at Sab's Pizza? That's right next door to the store where I work. Yeah, the pizza's not so great. down, too. They sold it. Now it's the West Guy Grocer. It is, yeah. Dorian's down the street has okay pizza. There's not, I mean... Alto Cinco. Greg Greg ran there. I bartended there for, and and worked there for three years. Ray worked there briefly. Um, It's um, locally owned. um, (laughs) Kind of somewhere, kind of somewhere between like Tex-Mex meets like Caribbean. It's like tacos, burritos, but there's mango salsa. Um, I can't say enough good things about the place. Um, The owner is the best person I've ever worked for she is so accommodating she's so great to her employees um yeah. you really feel it when you go in there because it's a bunch of fucking scumbags working there who but they're all our friends and but, who are all in bands yeah. in but city. it's all they all they all reciprocate it in in the service and in in the attention to detail and in the food definitely it's a great place to work and it's a great place to eat you should definitely go there it's I small the menu I, I painted oh, the yeah. menu when you walk in the door and then they just opened a new one downtown and I painted all the menus for that too. The owner liked me because she takes in stray cats and I think she looks at me as kind of one of her projects. And so I go in and I, I paint the letters on the signs. Yeah, that's actually it's right kind of- next door to the Westcott Theater, which hosts a lot, a lot of rock shows, a lot of like dubstep shows. So, you know, any of those kids are there. It's right next door. Definitely. Yeah. Stop by. It's cool. Stop by and say we sent you. They'll give you a discount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yes, we are. <laughs> Perfect. Pussy. Perfect. Nardwar. Perfect. Nardwar. Perfect. Nardwar. No, perfect. Nardwar. No, perfect. Nardwar. Perfect. Nardwar. You're making me say nothing. Pussy. Oh, oh. bad word. Oh. Bad word. Perfect pussy. You are working it though. You guys really are working. You're doing a Canadian tour. I mean, congratulations. We're having a few days here, and it's nice. Like you're heading to Calgary. Four day long Canadian. Calgary, Alberta. Yeah. And in honor of you guys playing Calgary, Alberta, you guys are going to be playing Tubby Dog. Do you know that? We've never been, but I'm excited. Yes, it's a hot dog place. I heard about that place. It's a fascist regime. I don't know. Exactly the opposite. I heard that. Exactly the opposite. Street in Vancouver. No, Tubby Dog is an amazing place, Ray. Oh. (laughs) And we have an incredible gift for you. Right here. We have right here Tubby Doc, a documentary. All about we Tubby. We need movies to watch in the movies. We love yeah. movies. This is by Sarah Hughes, and it's called Tubby Doc, and it's all about Tubby Dog. Doctors. The gig place you're playing. It's an all ages gig place, and you have amazing hot dogs. So cool. And they have the Captain Crunch, which you got to order. Captain Ooh, Crunch. I think it's the peanut butter and jam, but the Captain Crunch cereal goes on the hot dog. Oh can you smoke weed in there? I'm pretty sure you can do anything. Elton John orders from there as well. Oh, yeah, when Elton John, Tiny Dancer. So your booking agent is incredible to book you into Tubby Dog. Our, our, our booking, booking agent is incredible. incredible. End of story. Our to book- get you to that location. Have you played places like Tubby Dog? Um, my old band played a taco joint in Las Vegas, and that was one of the best shows we've ever played. We played there with the band The Body, who are like the the heaviest band that's ever existed. And I just remember kids moshing around in metal bands and eating tacos, and it's it's nice. Food food loosens people up like booze does. But I'd much rather play a restaurant than a bar. So do you think maybe we'll have the Captain Crunch and a hot dog? What are you gonna have on your hot dog? It's entirely possible. I like anything that's a vegetable. I'm trying not to eat a lot of meat these days. Hot dogs kind of weird me out. Hot dogs are totally gross. <laughs> no matter what, you can have a gourmet hot dog and it's still disgusting. Yeah, really, eat your guys' hot dog. <laughs> but anyways, here we go. Tubby Dog for perfect hot dogs. The dog meets the pussy on the way to Calgary. A long drive. <laughs> 
<laughs> you said it. Perfect pussy quote. Conversations of churches and... Oh, they, words? they don't know the words. You can't ask them. What does that and mean? And, and, and Lord. And Jesus Lord. Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah, please explain. Lord's not in lyric. Please explain there, Meredith. Um, I don't have Twitter, but when I was at South by Southwest, a bunch of my friends were freakishly texting me, and I pulled out my phone after a while of not looking at it, and they were like, uh, Lord, the, the singer from, I think she's from New Zealand, right? There, she's a pop, young pop singer from New Zealand, is tweeting the lyrics to one of your songs. And it was the weirdest thing. It was really sweet. Because she's, she's cool. She's cool. Yeah. And yeah. you were sick. actually wrote the words and Meredith <laughs> yeah. stole them. I'm nothing if not a liar and a thief. And but it was on our lab. It was on our on Lord's laptop that we found when we were on tour, yeah. and we just stole all of her new writing, and Meredith just took all of her she lyrics. She tweet drafted that she was saving this tweet, and we just, we yeah, found it. Crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. And Meredith, you were saying your bandmates don't know your lyrics? Mm-mm. Not even the ones that they wrote, which is all of them. But don't you guys know a little bit of lyrics? I, I honestly, any band I've ever listened to, I could care less what you have to say. I could care less what you want to name your band and what you want to name songs. Play the fucking music, and if it sounds good, I'll listen to it, basically. Anything you remember Meredith screaming on stage? Uh, fuck you. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's in one song. Oh, right. Yes, that's, that, that is a lyric, yes. That is one he song. He saying that to you. No, he yeah, wasn't being rude. That's, that's actually... <laughs> Dude, chill out, man. It's getting frisky. I guess I was thinking, is there a song about toenail clippings? Not yet. Would you consider a song about toenail clippings? I would never count anything out. Toenail clippings no. are currency and all real monsters. That's true. They are. They are. They are. Ickis, Oblina, Crumb. All real monsters. We're, we're really into cartoons. We're like the one thing I think we all talk about more than anything else is like uh, Uncle Grandpa. We like Uncle Grandpa. we like we like cartoons, but we we talk a lot about '90s cartoons too. So Our Real Monsters is like, ooh, that's nice. We we didn't we have it on the last tour? We had it on a computer. Yeah, we watched Our Real Monsters. You guys also have a song called Bells, don't you, Meredith? Mm-hmm, we do, but it doesn't go by Bells, does it? Uh that song actually does. A lot of our songs do have fake names that we know them by, though. The guys don't know the names We've of the songs, slowly, but surely been getting better about it. Um, so you write the name Bells on the set list? Yeah. Uh, Bells, yeah. Bells is a real song. Yeah. And it's the only one that's written on the set list? No, there's there's a no, few that we know. Now, now we pretty much, now that the record is out and it's a little more recognizable, um, when it was all a little intangible, it's kind of weird. Um, you kind of just write down mid-tempo and then the number, we would we would order them in the number that we we, we wrote them, which is kind of a, a something I've done and I'm sure a lot of other people have done in their bands. Uh, you know, you play song four and it's the fourth one your band wrote, so you know immediately what song you're talking about without having to worry about the context or the lyrics or anything like that. It's just too hard to pay attention and um, other things going on than your instrument and what you're doing. Perfect Pussy, what did Khalees and St. Vincent think of you? You played on the same gig. I have no idea, but I thought they were just wonderful. Yeah. It was a really nice show. St. Vincent, was she had some cool outfits. Was yeah. she hanging around at all? Or Khalees, were they hanging around at all? Because uh, Khalees had a food truck, too, at one time. We saw it. We actually, we walked by it, and I was really impressed. I'm always hungry. I want to eat like everything in front of me, so I didn't actually get to go. Um, I didn't see either of them, no. I, I didn't see either of them. They're like surrounding Entourage and their band, and everybody with them was all very nice. Yeah, so. They're all cool. Most people are cool. It's weird. You it's don't 
you don't normally like I mean unless you make a point you don't I mean you don't really cross paths a lot of time because that was such a big show and even like the back stage area was very very claustrophobic and they were kind of bringing bands in and out one at a time uh, to go on stage so it's it's kind of a stressful situation where I'm sure like um, Kalise and St. Vincent were kind of just like hiding in a room somewhere as, as many times we are as well just kind of like waiting to be called you know <laughs> and then we were doing interviews with uh, Bob Boylan afterwards and so the second we finished playing somebody came on stage and grabbed me and Sean and rushed us through this like gate tunnel and like looped us around the side of the venue and brought us to this place where NPR actually interviewed us live and uh, my dad and all of our friends were watching so it was it was cool it was nice perfect pussy Ray oh tell us about the Clarendon Collective oh that was a <laughs> that was a collective I uh, started with a friend and it was just like uh, based out of a house and we put on house shows and eventually it kind of just fell apart because of a bad friendship. House, part. house shows too. <laughs> it's that's just like that's just the 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 come and go of of the punk scene. That's Syracuse. Yeah. yeah. It's anywhere really. It's Pretty like much. you can't you can't have an illegitimate venue last for longer than two years anywhere. I mean, well, there are some places that do it, but just because the city is usually probably cool about it, but um, unless you plan on going through all the proper motions, that's just you know the come and go of it, pretty much. And you have to be pretty open, don't you, Meredith? I think so. Like, Meredith, you're not afraid of MXPX. No, I'm definitely not. Um, I I didn't really grow up listening. Yeah, they were, they were, Christ- they were a Christian band. MXPX was a pop punk band that I used to listen to when I was 12. They, I, they were around when I was in sixth grade, and my friend played them for me, and it was the first punk record that a person had played me that wasn't my dad, because my dad raised me listening to, like, you know, punk rock and stuff. And then I had this friend named Janelle, who, right when CD burners became a thing, made me a copy of Let It Happen, and I loved it because there were so many. Any songs there's like 30 songs on that record i'm not super into pop punk but like i'm not i'm not afraid to admit i like mxpx that band rules and they had really cute lyrics they were like between the ages of 12 to 15 for me was when bands started to become popularized that had lyrics about like my girlfriend sucks let's kill her and like that immediately struck a chord with me as something is wrong but mxpx's songs were all like Yo girl, you're nice, hop on my Vespa I'll give you a ride, we'll go to the punk rock show And we'll go swing, like at the playground After the show, and it was really innocent And kind of charming, so I I still like That band, they they were pretty Christian, but Let It Happen was not the most Christian album Except that one song I was talking about has that One lyric, I know that you believe In the one true God above, and that always made My skin crawl a little, but you can block Out a lot, especially if the guys in the band are cute enough The drummer of that band was really cute too, at least when I was 12 Meredith, I love that you download Exercise DVDs Ballet DVDs? I do. I like I like to exercise. I went through this phase last year where I went to the gym a lot, but I do... Uh, Any recommendations? Ballet Beautiful. There's this amazing woman named Mary Helen Bowers. I danced when I was little. I did theater and ballet and stuff like that. And there's this woman named Mary Helen Bowers who does um, instructional videos, I think based off the works of the New York City Ballet. And I've seen a couple of them and they're sweet. I dance a lot on stage and we went through this phase on our last tour where Sean would play noise music and I would uh, stand on my amp and do all sorts of weird ballet stuff. So thank you, Mary Helen Bowers. You're kind of awesome. You know, ballet's cool. Meredith of Perfect Pussy, quote, may contain Meredith. That is (laughs) my friend from when I was 14, Anna, who uh, lives in Texas now. She had a Mercedes. She was the first friend of mine to get a car and she got this old 60s Mercedes. And uh, we used to drive around smoking cigarettes and skipping school and like talking about how hard life was for like 15 year old girls. And she always told me 
that when she died, she wanted to be cremated and she wanted me specifically to sneak into the Coca-Cola factory and dump her ashes in the vat so that every bottle of Coca-Cola had to say may contain Anna Moran on the back Um, because she was convinced that she was going to be a famous painter. So she thought it would bring some like roundabout capital to her next of kin. So we always talk about, you know, I'm going to dump my ashes in the Coca-Cola plant. But you went one better. You dumped your own blood. Please explain. I did. I uh, in a record. I did. I I collected my my blood and went to Brooklyn Fano on Valentine's Day with Greg. That was our very romantic Valentine's Day together. Was dumping a jar of my menstrual blood into a vat of vinyl at Brooklyn Fano in I Brooklyn. Thought it was very romantic. It was pretty cool. We were on Finnish national television. There was a film crew there that day filming the process at the plant. And they were actually pressing like a Thurston Moore record and a Woods record and then our record. The cake record. They were- oh, yeah. They're doing a box set for cake. And like they were doing a bunch of huge projects. And there's us and this TV crew from Finland. And I'm standing on a ladder with like a jar of my own blood. Like, so that happened. Please explain the process. Did it have to be tested? Like you're actually at the plant and like you say to the secretary, here, I'm here to drop off the blood. Had anybody done that before? Take us through that. Um, I don't think, I don't, th- I, I'm not sure anyone's done it before. They were talking about how there's a lot of metal bands that want it to look like, like blood, but I actually had a jar of my own blood and it was in my bag. And when I showed up, the woman who was really nice, the woman who runs the plant was like, we need you to sign a waiver. We just want to make sure you're not going to get hurt. And I'm like, get hurt what am I gonna do fall off the ladder and she's like well no I don't want you to like cut yourself or anything I'm like no I already have the blood with me and that was the moment when everyone there was just like okay <laughs> and then from there on it it went real quick and yeah, it's they were more worried about us drawing blood there than putting blood into the record yeah. I think but it's also like it's something that people have asked to do a lot but I don't think anyone's been able to just I think we just have the right friends maybe somehow just made yeah it. it was just a weird enough gross enough concept that people were entertained by it it was so, fun so like somebody who's watching this now and wants to buy that record it's all sold out not really we have some not with us, but they exist. They're- how would you describe it? Like, how would you describe the record for people looking at it? Um, honestly, they're all different. Because, you know, if, if you were to just press regular blood, the heat from the... We watched the, it being made, you know, and the heat that presses a record is really extreme. So if we had just put the blood in straight, it would have turned black. It would have messed up the machine. It would have been really gross. You actually have to cut it with red vinyl. And it's completely indeterminate how much blood ends up in the record. So some of them are almost clear, and some of them are, like, bright pink. It's really weird. I've only seen a couple, but thanks to the internet, people post pictures of them on Instagram, and I'm like, there's my blood in Chicago, there's my blood in California, there's my blood in London, like, ooh, I'm in your house, hey. It should just look like like red smoke, basically, is what it's going to come out like. So, Meredith, you had some butt blood come out in L.A.? When you put it like that, you're not making me any friends. Um, Somebody body-checked Ray, one song into our set, this was on our last tour, and threw me backwards, and I fell into the drums and I didn't realize until after the show was over that I had cut a big gash on my left butt cheek and now I have a really interesting looking scar. It's it's scary. Do you ever think though now when you're bleeding maybe to collect the blood, you know, for future vinyl pressings? It's entirely possible. I actually I got really sick last week. I'm having really bad problems with my wisdom teeth and I had to go to the hospital and um they were going to pull it and I ended up postponing the surgery so we wouldn't have to cancel the rest of tour. But my friend Max, who was on tour with us, said, oh, you're going to powder that tooth and put it in the next record. And of course, I'm sitting there like, hmm, like maybe I will, you know. You know, no, nothing is nothing is off limits. Well, I think it's great. Perfect Pussy putting the blood in the vinyl, like taking it to another level. Because I knew of one band, Manowar, Legend of Man Manowar, they signed their contracts in blood. Oh, yeah. They're, they, well, Kiss did the comic books with blood, too. That was what people kept trying to talk to me about, was like, Kiss. And then I know the Flaming Lips did a thing a few years ago oh, where yeah, they released an LP oh. with bags of celebrity blood. And then you couldn't listen to it because you would have to open the bag or something like that. I don't, I don't know anything about the Flaming Lips. I, I don't. I'm sorry. 
How are you doing, Garrett? I'm good. Anything you'd like to say about the individual members of Perfect Pussy Meredith? Just going down the line here, starting with Garrett. I, I could go on forever. Just quickly, a little bit about Garrett. Um, Garrett is one of the most positive influences in my life. Ever since we became friends, I've kind of looked to him as a big inspiration for happiness. He, he has a really even demeanor, and in my life, that's super valuable. And then we go to Sean? Sean is one of the most talented people I've ever known. He takes his job as a recording engineer super seriously, and he's recorded my old bands, too. So we've worked together for years, and I trust him more than I trust most people to do his job the best he can possibly do. And then we move over to Ray. Ray just turned 21, and he's kind of like a little brother to me. I, I look to him for inspiration now because he's been busting his ass to write really good songs for this band. But when I see what he's doing and I see how brave he is traveling and writing and really putting himself out there and playing as hard as possible, I just get this really familial sense of pride where I'm just really stoked that... uh that I get to see him do this. It's like his first time ripping around the country this many times and he's handling it so well. I'm just really proud. And then we move over to Greg? I don't like Greg. And then what do we have happening right now at this moment? What happens? Some amazing noise. What, what happens? Oh, that's that's Greg's phone and actually he just changed his ringtone. It used to be a really violent, gross fart. And so we we're, we live together and he would be at the grocery store or he was at Walmart a few weeks ago getting a nose hair trimmer and I texted him while he was there and he's like, somebody just fucking walked past me while you were texting me and it made that encounter so weird because he'll keep it in his back pocket and it would just like rip a really loud fart. Like, it also yeah. makes a smell. <laughs> There's an app Next for that. Level. <laughs> it used to be when <laughs> his his text message would alert him with a loud fart sound and his ringtone was our God is an awesome God. And if he would get a text while his phone was ringing, it would bleep out some of the lyrics in the song with farts. And that was always a really <laughs> special moment for us. That was cool. Perfect Pussy Meredith, I love that you still rap Maxim Rock and Roll fanzine. I love Maxim Rock and Roll. I have had a subscription for a long time. I don't know if it's run out now because I'm living on the road, but I love Maximum Rock and Roll. I've read it since I was like 12. And you love zines, like Seven Inches to Freedom zine? Seven Inches to Freedom is my friend. I love Seven Inches to Freedom. I have almost every issue. I'm kind of a fanboy, but I have most of them. And here we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with... Nardwar. Here we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with... Greg. Here we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with... Me. Here we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with... Sean. Here we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with Perfect... Pussy! Oh! oh! It sounds so dirty when you say it. I like it when he says it. I think it's better when he says it. Here we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with Perfect... Pussy. Perfect Pussy. And I know you guys love records. Here we are at Noise Records. But you also love comics, Greg. Yeah, I actually like comics more than music. I, I'm probably the one member of the band who does not actively listen to music at all. I actually only collect... I do not own a record player. I collect vinyl based on its packaging. And if it has like a couple sets of grooves or a weird shape or color that I don't already own, um, it'll go on my shelf and I'll literally take it home and look at it. Similar with comics, I also can't read. So I will take the comics and take them home and look at them and then put them on my shelf. But I really enjoy early 90s... Uh, DC Marvel comics, especially Lobo. Well, I thought Perfect Pussy, to welcome you to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, here at Noise Records, I would bring you some comics, some local Vancouver comics, first starting off with Pizza Punks, a little gift for you, Oh man. made by Cole. Cole does the Pizza Punk zine, and to top that off, we also have this book, Ink Studs, here, put out by, put out by Robin, and Robin does a radio show on CITR in Vancouver, and he interviews comic artists, and you can see all the different comic artists he talked to, including Chester Brown. Oh, wow. Oh my God, this is incredible. You know, actually, 
and Jamie Hernandez. Um, Ray's brother is a famous cartoonist. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> he almost had a show on uh, Cartoon Network, so I don't know. His name is? Phil McAndrew, and he's wonderful. Ray's whole family is actually really amazing. His parents flew down to South by Southwest to hang out with us. They went to all of our shows. So we have there some pizza punks, some ink studs, which is interviews with comic artists and some comics. Plus, I also got you this zine here, Life Zone, which is all about punks. It's American, American zine, all about punks. Cool. That's we'll finally, amazing. We'll finally be able to figure this whole punk thing out. And <laughs> some more comics as well for you. Something here, Trendy Wendy. Did you, did you guys know Trendy Wendy at all? me on the cover, though, I think. This is this is actually me. how to read and we're excited. This is so beautiful. This is Trendy Wendy from Montreal, Quebec. Some Canadian comic. Yeah, I think I'm moving to Montreal. I actually love Montreal. So I want to go there. Maybe I'll go find Wendy and I'll, I'll see if she needs a roommate. And some more comic-related zine stuff. Lastly, a couple issues of Dunk fanzine. Number one and the very last one, the first and last. And Dunk has lots of local comics in it, like Pizza Punks. And it's put up by Will, who's in the band Weed. And he's an early supporter of the band Perfect. Pussy, Weed is cool. Yeah, and the band's good weed too. I've never heard a band called Weed, but Weed is good. No, no. This is Weed's fanzine. This is the fanzine that is put out by Will from Weed. Oh my God, this is awesome! This is. It reminds me of the the Nuts fanzine too, because it's on like the big. Uh, the big newsprint stuff. This is so cool. I feel very informed reading from actual newspapers. So there we go. There are records involved, but also comics and Perfect Pussy's Venture to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you so much. You are so nice. Thank you so much. This is cool. Well, thank you so much, Perfect Pussy. Perfect Pussy. <laughs> and going back to Syracuse, New York, you'd mentioned him earlier, Earth Crisis. Oh, Earth yeah. Crisis. XX, vegan, straight edge, no leather. <laughs> like, they are legends, aren't they? They, they are legendary, oh, yeah. yes. They have are. you played with them at all or any chance to encounter them? No, I have seen uh, Carl's other band, Freya, a number oh, yeah. of times. Sean lives with, their, lives guitar with player. their guitar player, too. He's awesome, awesome, dude. All, all good, all good guys. He's also an illustrator. Yeah, oh yeah, he's also an illustrator. He's yeah. also been architect too. You know, been architect. Oh, we actually yeah. have their mace, their cab, uh, their their guitar player Tim Seib, uh is a fucking great guy, and uh, he uh, he was nice enough to sell us his cab after uh, after they broke up. And um, the funny the funny thing about it is one one of their members spray painted the name so it says architect across all of the cabs, but we got the cab that just says Arch. So you know that old Syracuse band Arch. <laughs> But these are important bands that I've mentioned. Earth Crisis, Architect, but, The Penetrators. But there are so many really incredible bands from Syracuse right now that more people should know about, like Friendless Bummer. Uh, Friendless Bummer is the greatest Swamps. band that anyone's ever heard. Swamps is Ray and Garrett's other band with their friend Ricky. Swamps was absolutely incredible. They best put out a tape. Best band that's ever come out of Syracuse. And Swamps came together at like a Best Coast gig? Oh, yeah. we. I met Ricky, who played bass in that band at a Best Coast show. So thank you, Best Coast, for Swamp. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And then, I guess, would be thank you, Best Coast, for Perfect Pussy, too. <laughs> Meredith, Perfect Pussy, King Lee. You did some stuff with the movie King Lee. I did. King Lee was really cool. That's uh, I made a friend named Jonathan Case, who is a film director from Boston. And he actually grew up in Syracuse. Turns out his dad and my dad were journalists together in the 80s. And he was making a movie about Lee Alexander, who was the really corrupt but really awesome mayor of Syracuse back in the day and coincidentally my dad was the reporter from Syracuse that they sent out to Minnesota where he was jailed my dad was the one guy from Syracuse that went out and like followed him into the prison and stuff it was pretty cool but uh, I was the wardrobe designer on King Lee I made a movie set in the 1970s and most of the people dressed like you 
Baboom! It was cool. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what pieces did you find? Um, I had a really small budget. I did the entire film, which was maybe four or five weeks of shooting on a budget of like $500 and a lot of favors. It, definitely not the most beautiful thing I've ever done. Maybe it was. I don't, I don't know. But it was uh, an awesome experience because I had never done wardrobe for a film before. And I made so many really cool friends. It's on DVD. You can get it online. I think it's kingleemovie.com. I don't remember if I got that wrong. Just Google King Lee. My friends John Case and Tim Ferlito made that movie. And they are the best guys on the planet. Planet. They made another movie about luchadors right before that, about like spy f- crime fighter luchadors. That was cool. And Meredith, you also were in a movie with Cloris Leachman. Was I? Oh, I was. Well, no, we weren't. We were cut from the final scene. We were cut. But that was how uh, me, Garrett, and Greg started playing music together was appearing in that movie, Adult World. But we're not in it. We're not in it. But Cloris Leachman, Phyllis, Mary Tyler Moore. That's incredible. Yeah, my mom really liked Mary Tyler Moore when I was young. She, she liked a lot of cool TV, so Cloris Leachman's pretty awesome. And you guys did a power pop song for it. It was a power pop song? Really? What is power pop to Perfect Pussy? Oh, I don't know. Basically just us without Sean. It, yeah, I mean, when, when this band doesn't have Sean or me playing with it, it's actually super clean and just like really straightforward guitars, really direct, super melodic. And then Sean and I come in and we kind of ruin everything. But that song actually, we, it was for the band that the three of us were doing, which isn't really this band. It was just a different iteration of this. But we did just record that song with this whole band. We kind of reworked it and it's going to be on our seven inch that should be coming out in a few months. Perfect Pussy Meredith. I thought it's interesting. You guys are handled by Grace Jones. I know. Uh, Requiem Media. Th- yes, yes. I w- and Grace Jones. We love Grace. We love Grace. Yeah. Jones is from Syracuse. We loved her in the, yes. in the Conan movies. She was great in the Conan movies. I'm so- No, she's from Syracuse. Is Grace Grace Jones, Grace Jones, is one of my favorite people on the planet. I have a bunch of her, her records. Who is Grace Jones? It's your publicist. <laughs> I, I wish Grace Jones. We, have, we, have, we know three people named Grace Jones. So your publicist is called Grace Jones, and Grace Jones OG is from Syracuse. Jones OG is from Syracuse, and we have heard stories of her going to different places in Syracuse and like places she's shown up with her team of people, and how she's just so like empowered when she walks into a room and is just like awesome. I I would cry if we're talking about Syracuse, Grace Jones. Yeah, I would I would cry if I met. She came into the liquor store I worked at a few years ago, and she was so so nice, and she had uh, an Andy Warhol bag with her face on it, and it was amazing. What was she buying? Um, I can't remember what kind of booze she. Would you hope that Grace Jones was buying at a liquor store? Champagne. To celebrate how awesome she is. Well, I think I think she she was in town. I think her brother lives in town, so I think she was buying for like a party. So I think it was just like a bunch of uh, like kind of top shelf, just random liquors, kind of stuff like that. Um, but she was just very nice, and very tall, very beautiful. Has not aged a day since uh, the Conan movies. Grace Jones is pretty much perfect. Our Grace Jones is really publicist. <laughs> Our Grace Jones is pretty much perfect too. I love Grace. It does seem that Syracuse is pretty happening though. Like the dental chair invented in Syracuse. Do you guys know about that? What? Yeah. Is that our claim? I thought fame? that was the electric chair. And I thought it wasn't Syracuse, and I actually. It was Auburn. Yeah. The dental chair was invented in Syracuse. Yeah. They love sitting in central New York, Auburn. I've been going to the same dentist since I was a little kid in Syracuse. What's the benefit? Oh, he hooks me up with like I don't have health or dental care anymore. He just hooks it up. It's also interesting in Syracuse, Dinosaur Barbecue. Do you know that place? Yeah, Dinosaur Barbecue is really good. When I was a little kid, my dad used to go there um, on weekend nights to see like blues and jazz musicians play. And when I was a little kid, my mom was an actress. She'd be at rehearsal. My dad would bring me there and I'd chew on salt potatoes and fall asleep on his lap while he was watching old dudes play guitar. So it's, it's cool. I called Dinosaur Barbecue when I was younger and I asked them if they had dinosaur and the person on the phone was like, yes, we do. He's like, really, you have dinosaur? Like, yeah. 
You fucking asshole. <laughs> You're a brontosaurus ribs. <laughs> and if it flips my car over, I'm going to be wicked pissed. <laughs> Winding up here with perfect pussy. I was wondering, Syracuse, the Erie Canal. Any Erie Canal stories? Erie Canal. That's pretty important, isn't it? Uh, the Erie Canal Museum was right down the street from my apartment. It's cool. The one side of it is all glass. And outside now, they have uh, electric car chargers, which is really nice. Cool. And Sean, you were here in September in Vancouver? Was I? Yeah, I was. You were skating in Vancouver? Yeah. Oh, I was with uh, On and On. It's another band I tour that I do for the house and tour managing for them. And we played a show here. It was really fun. And I noticed also that you skate too, Meredith. <laughs> Some photos of you skating. There are photos of me skating. I'm, I uh, haven't skated in a really long time, but I tried to skate in Tampa recently. And I made it for about half an hour, and then I bit it so hard that I bruised my entire leg from, like, my knee up to my butt, and it didn't go... Well, it's not there anymore, but pan pan all you want. The money's down here. Um, I bruised myself so severely that it didn't go away for, like, a month, and then I photographed the, the bruises when we were in Montreal. So, yes, there are photos of me skating, but those were taken about half an hour before I totally bit the dust. Totally. So hard. So hard. And Sean of Perfect... Pussy. Sean of Perfect Pussy, I want to give you a gift right here. Some R. Stevie Moore. Oh, wow. <laughs> you into the R. Stevie Moore. Yeah, my uh, friends in Rubble Bucket uh, got me into him. We were in Purchase. We were playing their um, spring festival, and our Stevie Moore was the speaker of the festival. So we got to meet and hang out with him, and just watching his videos from back in the day is really, really funny. Tell us about the band Cloud Rat. You want to marry Madison from Cloud Rat? Oh, I want to marry Madison so bad. Cloud Rat is a three-piece uh, grindcore like, black metal band from Detroit, Michigan, and uh, the singer Madison is a very, very good friend of mine. The other, the other two men in the band, Rourke, Rourke and Adrian, are, are absolutely incredible. They are a super powerful, witchy, black metal, like ultra, ultra, ultra feminist, um, eco-driven, like really political, really witchy, really magic. Um, Madison lives with a bunch of her friends in the abandoned Detroit School of Modern Art. And she makes all these wild costumes for stage and she's like the most beautiful. She looks like Susie from Susie and the Banshees. She has this great new romantic look and she has the most incredible voice you've ever heard. She is my favorite singer of any band currently active. I could literally watch her play for days. And we just got to play with them in Detroit um, like a month and a half ago, actually. I did when I was on Maximum Rock and Roll Radio. I asked her to marry me. I did. And she did. She did text me and say yes. So lastly, Meredith, want to get you one last gift here. A big eyes, seven inch. Oh, man. Big eyes is sweet. And I actually don't have this one. Great mistake records rules, too. That's what I was curious. It's the 2010 demo. What can you say about big eyes? The 2010 demo. Big eyes is is weird for me. Big eyes was a band that all my friends liked. And I really, really resisted because, like I said, I don't really like pop punk. But then they had that full length. It was amazing. They relocated to out here in the West from Jersey, I believe. Then they put out a seven inch called Back from the Moon. Back from the Moon is like one of my top three favorite songs of all time. It is literally the most perfect breakup song you've ever heard. And I like sad bastard music, but Back from the Moon by Big Eyes is like one of the best ever. So this this adds to my Big Eyes collection because I, I genuinely love that band now. It just, it took a while. I'm usually, I have really, really low attention spans. So usually if I latch onto a band really quick, I stay with that band. You know, I go with it. And if I see something and I don't like it, I just write it off. So Big Eyes took me a while, but this is, this is really nice. You're like my favorite friend right now. This is so cool. This is, this is the best, like, this is the right, what I'm holding right now is the best example of my taste in music. This is me all the time right here. Big eyes and big eyes and ultra magnetic MCs. This is literally my personality in a nutshell. So thank you. You 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 ba boom. 
Perfect Pussy White Lung though from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Did you play with them? Yeah. We, uh, yes, we played with White Lung at NYU back in December. And Mish just moved to LA, and I saw her so briefly. She appeared with purple hair and glitter all over her face, like a brief apparition in my wisdom tooth induced days. About thirty seconds before our set in LA the other night, and I was so happy to see her. White Lung rules their new record. I don't know when it's coming out, but I I heard it because I'm lucky. It's so good. And from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You're repping Canada. I I rep, I rep Vancouver hard, uh, largely because of Mish. Actually, a lot of my favorite bands are from here in Vancouver. Um, a bunch of my favorite bands in the early '90s. My three of my favorite bl- bands were M Blanket, Eight Hour Credo, and Daddy's Hands. So I like I like like the the weird early '90s um, Vancouver punk. Eight Hour Credo is the greatest band that's ever existed, and they were from here. So yeah. And you're rapping new sensei Ray. Yeah, um, I've only heard a little bit of them, but uh, the bassist in Swamps showed a, showed them to us, and like they're just so they're so good. I can't believe we haven't said anything about Grimes. <laughs> oh. We love Grimes. Everyone in this band loves Grimes, and I saw your interview with her too, and she seems absolutely fantastic and really really nice. Yeah, we have encountered her at all. No, yeah, we she, haven't met her. Our, our publicist used to um, um, do the same thing for her as well, and um, I'd never like heard any of the music or anything, but um, hearing about her and how she um, is very DIY and does a lot of her own recordings and is coming from an underground scene, definitely tons and tons of respect for anyone of any genre that's doing their own thing. Well, I also remember Grimes; she rode down a river, you know, on a raft. I think I heard about that. That's something about like the Erie canals riding down rivers. Maybe you share that in common, you know? Well, if Grimes ends up watching this, I will say, Claire, I think her name is Claire, right? Claire, if you're watching this, come hang out with me in the summer when it's nice in New York and we can get a raft and we can go float down the Erie Canal and take pictures and wave at people. That's not, that sounds like it would be nice. Yeah, that's basically the only nice thing to do in Syracuse is float as far out of it as you can. <gasps> that's I like Syracuse. That's not nice. Syracuse is cool. Why should people care about Perfect Pussy? Why should people care about Perfect Pussy? We should be asking you that. Question. Yeah, yeah. Um, be, uh, hopefully, places that give us terrible reviews will direct them to better music. Other bands that are better. All right. Well, thanks so much, Perfect Pussy. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do. No dog. No dog.
And you're still listening to CITR Radio and the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Perfect Pussy with Advance Upon the Real. And before that, an interview with Perfect Pussy from Syracuse, New York. And before that, a Perfect Pussy tune Three and before that, Evan Simons with "Cancelled Twice," a song about Kanye West canceling twice in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Right now, would like to mention the Needles Pins gig that I mentioned off the top of the Nardwara Human Serviette Radio Show. I made a slight mistake. Sorry. The mistake is Needles Pins are playing. Tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at the Astoria. So Mark, you won tickets to go see Needles Pins tonight at the Astoria. It's not happening at the Cobalt. So maybe give me a call, Mark, if you can. 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR, just to reconfirm you're getting my message that Needles Pins are playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, with Tough Age at the Astoria. And you're on the guest list, Mark. You're on the guest list, so give me a call. And we also have another guest list spot available if you want to go see for free Tough Age and Needles Pins tonight, tonight at the Astoria. That's tonight, Friday at the Astoria, not the Cobalt, at the Astoria. I made a mistake saying it was at the Cobalt. If you want to go see Needles Pins, it's 604-822-2487. That's 604-UBC-CITR. And we can put you on the guest list to go see Needles Pins tonight at the Astoria. And Mark, if you're listening, Mark Todon, if you're listening, please give me a call, 604-822-247, UBCCITR, just so I can reaffirm to Needles Pins that you're on the guest list tonight at the Astoria. And speaking of Needles Pins, going to play another track brand new, pretty brand new, from Needles Pins called Date Night. And it's brand new on La Tida Record. So here's Needles Pins who are playing tonight, tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at the Astoria with Tough Age. And here's brand new from Needles Pins, pretty brand new, Date Night, Your Brain on Napalm. I, actually, I thought it said Your Brain on Napalm. It says You Bring the Napalm. Date Night, your br- You Bring the Napalm by Needles Pins on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Oh, 
still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. And you just heard right there, Needles Pins with Date Night. You bring the napalm who are playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at the Astoria with Tough Age. Right now, wanted to play a couple things relating to perfect pussy. want to play a few more perfect pussy tracks, but also want to play something by Big Eyes, one of Meredith from Perfect Pussy's favorite band, Big Eyes. So we're going to hear something right now from Big Eyes. We are, as I go back and try to find a record right here on CITR Radio, you can hear me going to the back of the studio. And if you would like to do a radio show on CITR, we love volunteers, 604-822-3017. You can join CITR, Room 233 of the Student Union Building, and do your own radio show if you want to. And you heard me going to the back of the studio. You're going to be able to hear me to go to the back of the studio way, way, way back when we get our brand new studio next year in the new Student Union Building called The Nest. But right now, here is Big Eyes with Being Unkind. And then we're going to play a couple tracks by Perfect Pussy on The Nardwar, The Human, Serviette. Radio show. Here's Big Eyes.
hardest set we've ever played. If I die, you guys can divvy up my shit.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard right there from Springfield, Missouri, Ings! Hello, Ings! And Ings is playing in the Pacific Northwest this weekend. So go check out Ings. You can find information on Ings. It's I-N-G-S. Just put Ings band and it'll come up to her band camp and it has all the information when her playing in the pacific northwest no vancouver date but a lot of stuff in the pacific northwest happening so that was ings we just heard right there with bird years ings from springfield missouri hello ings and before that from los angeles slash toronto the chain letters thank you very much for that seven inch chain letters we heard boulevard girls by the chain letters from los angeles slash toronto both places los angeles and toronto and of course ings is from springfield missouri before that from syracuse new york we heard a bunch of tunes bells by perfect pussy big stars by perfect pussy and dig by perfect pussy and before that to begin that little set there we heard big eyes from seattle washington with being unkind to end the nardwar to human serviette radio show right now gonna play something by the tight nuns thank you so much tight nuns for sending me your lp punk the bureau i love getting stuff on the nardwar to human serviette radio show especially stuff that comes with notes and here is a note that actually accompanies the tight nuns punk the bureau lp we're going to hear the track i went to church once this is the letter hi nardwar this is punk the bureau by tight nuns it's brought to you by a series of weird coincidences and helped by the generosity of Damien, pink eyes of fucked up. Choose your ending. Short story. This is my first pressed punk rock full length. Recorded by Ian Blurton. Our sound has already evolved past this, but it represents the attitude and spirit of Sudbury and Moncton, or at least three guys playing rural punk rock in Toronto. I hope you dig it. Jordan. Now, here's the long story that Jordan has written out. Amazing, all handwritten. Long story, after receiving double eye surgery at Toronto's Western Hospital, I smoked a big celebratory joint, and instead of walking home, I pulled over into my favorite record store. Even though I couldn't read liner notes or afford records, I wanted to hold sabotage and think about how sick it was going to be when I can finally blast Hole in the Sky. I noticed Damien of Fucked Up was in the store, and we talked about my record and mutually working with Ian. I told him that I'd been trying to get my record out to you, specifically, and that I was willing to buy him a copy of my record from the store to give to him. In mind, in my mind, I was going to save money on shipping by just giving it to Mr. Pink Eyes. And eventually, Pink Eyes, Damien said... I want to buy this record. Take the money and send it to Nardwar. This is my way of saying my Mercury Outboard also had a plastic propeller from Jord. So thank you, Jord, and thank you also, Mr. Fucked Up Damien, for buying the record and taking the cash and in the cash in turn 
got to me. So thank you, Damien, and thank you, Jordan. And Jordan, here is your band right now, Tight Nuns, with the song, I Went to Church Once. Again, this is the Tight Nuns from Toronto, Ontario, brought to you by Jordan and also Damien from Fucked Up. To end the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show! The April's issue of Discorder is headed your way. Be sure to pick up a copy of Vancouver.